Are you interested in warming things up in the bedroom? Kinky candles, blended wax play candles. Our candles are carefully designed and fragranced with an aphrodisiac to ensure your pleasure is taken to new temperatures. To get started with a drip, drop, splat or pour, give us a call. 079-461-6001 That's Kinky Candles on 079-461-6001 Sometimes we're looking for the more but we just don't know what the more is. And then we come to play with me. Three words. Like me. Play. Toys. Fun. Games. Cheekiness. With. Intimacy. Connection. Relationships. And finally me. It starts with self. And that is something that Play With Me stands for. Play With Me is a place where you have an experience of all of those things. One complete cycle. You're welcome to pop in at our shop at the gantry in four ways or find us at www.playwithme.co.za If you're looking for that more, please get in touch. The views and opinions expressed in this program are those of the speakers and do not necessarily reflect the views or positions of any entities they represent or that of the program, its presenters, hosts, directors, or other team members. This show is intended for audiences aged 23 and older. This production and its digital copies contain content of an adult nature. If you are easily offended or are under the age of 18, this show is not intended for you. The posts, pages, and recordings within are intended for adults only and may include descriptions of scenes of sexual content, suggestive opinions, detailed discussions, and graphic topics. Listener discretion is advised.
for Lola's Lessons. It's time for Lola's Lessons. Good evening, Lustfuls, and welcome to Lesson 7 on Semester 2 of Lola's Lessons. I'm going to start off this evening by mentioning Lola's favorite endorsement site, the Council of Fantasy. The Council of Fantasy is a lifestyle-orientated community catering for BDSM, life spa and stylers, and everybody that is somewhere in between. They, they and we host events in all spectrums in a safe, sane and consensual way. We're an all-inclusive community and the only shame babies that we shame is the shaming itself. We focus on education, not only on BDSM and non-monogamy, but also sex positivity. This is what Lola's Lessons is all about. This is what we actively advocate for and that's what we stand for, is creating a community and a new society where the baseline culture is all-inclusive, body positive and sex positive because there's nothing wrong with doing something that's natural, babies. After mentioning Lola's favorite friends at the Council of Fantasy, let me also mention that this fantasy club of mine is so special, right, that they even cater for everybody and anything that are struggling during the festive season. They do a little bit of charity work, or we do a little bit of charity work. And um, we found ourselves, obviously, we, um, at the COF, we found ourselves in a fortunate position to enjoy our creative activities. And I'm sure we're all looking out for the fest, looking um, forward to the festive season. I don't know who typed this out, but I mean, your grammar needs work, baby. It's, uh, the COF community has worked together with a bunch of our community members and also a bunch of our community leaders to create a nice raffle that we are going to be donating all of the proceeds to some of the um, less fortunate people in the community. And in this case, it's not really people, but animals. Also, Miss KB, Miss KB Admin Manager, I know you in the app listening at the moment. Whoever typed this bloody thing that Lola needs to read this evening needs to be fired and they need to be fired this evening, right? Because this thing is lacquer dear McCord. Anyway, guys, let me just not read and just tell you guys what I know. It's a raffle. A bunch of people have actually, it's me, she says. Nice, you're fired. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, a bunch of people have donated a bunch of kinky and sexy things um, to be put all together in like this nice little fancy snanchy boxy. You buy um, you buy some raffle tickets and at the end of the day we're going to be raffling while we've raffled this whole kinky box off. And whoever wins it wins like a shitload of things, right? Some of the things that you guys can win is like a, um, a G-spot masturbator, um, an episode feature on Lola's Lessons, Central wax play candles, two sponsored tickets to a rope workshop. I mean, oh my gosh. A voucher for some freshly baked cookies. Oh la la. I mean, I want the cookies. Are they extras? A bunny or kitten mask. Oh, I've seen those. They're all gemming, like gemming fuse. They're beautiful. A beautiful package or two of lengthy rope and another bullet vibrator. Goodness gracious. I mean, I'm, I want this. Can I, like, I know I've contributed, but can I also buy a raffle ticket? I'll buy it on behalf of my dog. <laughs> um, from Play With Me, a beautiful package of two lengths, right? That, what I just read. 
Then from Kinky Alves, a precision and genital flogger. Ooh la la. So altogether, this whole package that you guys stand the chance of winning is up to the value of plus minus five grand, guys. I mean, goodness gracious. All of the proceeds of this raffle will be donated to our furry friends at FORA, Friends of Rescue Animals South Africa, because animals don't have voices like we do, so this is the time and the season that we donate to them, right? So if you guys are interested in um, buying a couple of tickets, I'm sure Kinky Bunny will be posting links and telephone numbers and everything and where you guys can be buying these tickets from. Otherwise, you guys can just get hold of Lola on either TikTok or Facebook. That is uh, Lady Lola underscore ZA. Hit me up and tell me how many tickets you want to buy. Also, buy a couple of tickets for me. Just don't tell them because I'm not allowed entering, right? <laughs> um, and then let's get to another thing. Miss Kinky Bunny, if she's not going to be fired after this evening, <laughs> has decided that she wants to take her position in Lola's Lessons a little bit further. As of next year, with our extra shows that we will be announcing and speaking about a little bit later during tonight's episode, she has decided to put Lola in a blog form, right? So all of you guys that are not interested in listening, but you rather want to read a little bit of fancy smanchy lustful lectureships, you guys can go and read on a new blog. It's going to be on Tumblr and it's going to be called Moaning Monday Mornings. A group read for more information on the topic from Lola's Lessons on the Friday evening before. With links and contact numbers from Lola's Lessons. Get your coffee and then it'll be better like reading through this blog. Um, Miss Lonely Heart in the band. Miss Lonely Heart in the band. You're not, maybe you're definitely fired, right? I can't read your shit. So this evening we're going to be speaking about the intimidating initiation of sex. Because let's be honest, we all act a good game. But unfortunately, sometimes when, it come, when push comes to shove, it's a little bit more difficult than what we would have hoped. I see my co-host is not yet on um, the um, app this evening. We, it seems like we're running into a little bit of technical difficulty. Let me just quickly copy the link and invite her back. If you guys can just hold on for me for a hot minute, and then I'll get back to that immediately. In the meantime, let me tell you guys about what 2024 is going to be like that has that 2024 has in store for Lola's lessons and all of you lustful listeners. We have created a bunch of new episodes and we have created something for everybody. Lola's lessons will not be going anywhere. It's still going to keep its time slot of 9 p.m. every Friday evening, right? But in addition to Lola's lessons on a Friday night, you guys will now officially be able to listen in on a Saturday night as well. What are you guys going to hear on a Saturday night? For all of you non-monogamous folk out there, you know Lola loves teaching you guys the correct way of like doing things right. And in this uh, case, Lola is going to be teaching you along with her favorite non-monogamous swinger, Miss Devilish Diva. Yes, as of next year, January 2024, Devilish Diva will be back on air with Lola and we will bring you guys a new show um, that is obviously brought to you by Lola's Lessons and it's going to be called 
Lifestyle Lectureships. Why Lifestyle Lectureships? Because all of you guys in non-monogamous lifestyle need a damn lecture or two, no? Yes, yes. So listening on a Saturday night, probably also going to be around about 9pm. I know Devilish Diva is super excited to be using the show to find herself a boyfriend because she's still single, guys. And then also on a Wednesday evening, Lola's going to be joined on air by a hot, and I mean a hot, red-headed bombshell that is absolutely mind-bobbling, excitingly gorgeous. Her name is Miss Kay or Miss Kitten, and we will be speaking to you guys on the darker side of the BDSM world and teaching you guys a little bit of extracurricular activities when it comes to your kink and your fetishes during our kinky classes. So keep an eye out and an ear out for that. It'll possibly be around about the same time, um, time stamp, 9pm on a Wednesday evening. Lola and Miss K or Miss Kitten. And I mean, guys, this woman is really something phenomenal. Not only are you guys going to be gobsmacked by her, by her smashing good looks, right? Because I mean, Gosh, she's gorgeous. But also, when it comes to, like, intelligence speaking on some things like consent and taking accountability and building, like, just, just building your accountability pot, right? There's no better teacher on air than we could, that we could have gotten our hands on than Miss Kay. So, Lola's very excited to be bringing this to you guys. So now we are obviously still running into technical difficulties. I still don't have a co-host on the show, as well as my co, as my guest is also not able to get on. So let me just see. I mean, I've babbled now for the longest time, and here we go. Dr. M is live. Dr. M will be our guest again this evening. Dr. M, welcome back, and thank you so much for saving me there. <laughs> Hello, Lola. Hello, listeners. You're most welcome. I mean, I had to babble now for like a full on 10 minutes, like finding stuff to say. Meanwhile's typing, meanwhile's looking for links. <laughs> Just trying to keep the listeners entertained whilst everybody's sorting out their shit on the back end. I was waiting. I, I was waiting. I was just patiently, you know me, just patient. Yeah, but I could see on my side that your um, live feed had actually ended. So now we're just waiting for Miss Valencia to grace us with her presence, and then we can get back to this evening's episode. But before we get to that, Dr. M, how are you doing? Beautiful. I mean, that's another beautiful redhead, my favorite friend, Dr. M. How are you, gorgeous? I'm doing very well, Lola. Thank you. Did you survive this Actually, week? Wonderful. Wonderful. Oh, my goodness gracious. What a week. <gasps> what a week. You're preaching but you to know the choir, honey. It's Friday. It's Friday. So what we need to do is just be grateful that we made it through the week and make this Friday, Saturday, and Sunday absolutely lovelicious. There we go. Here's a new word. I mean, when it comes to a Friday, at the end of the week, when everybody starts winding down, that just happens to be Lola's damn busiest day. And I've got my phone in my hand and all of my tech, like, all of my 
tech apps open and actively running. My screens are heating up. My power banks are dying. And that's all on a Friday from the morning until we finally hit live on air. Because Fridays are my busiest days. I must admit, during the week I'm very lazy and I do almost nothing besides slightly prep for a show here and there. But on a Friday I'm really, really, really knackered at the end of the day. And also tomorrow night, I must tell you, while we're still waiting for my co-host, Miss Valencia, I don't know where she is. Miss KB, whilst you're on air, can you please maybe give Miss Valencia a buzz? Just give her a little tinkle there, phone her, buzz her up and ask her where the hell she is, if she can please come and join us on air again. I would appreciate that. But anyway, Dr. M, you know what? Um, I don't know if Lola has told you, but I'm also creating a radio station, right? It's going to be called lolalive.fm. And whilst, yes, and whilst I'm like doing my proper research as Lola always does, right, I came across a very like nifty and um, quite popular and quite um, big international radio station, yeah, locally based in Benoni and they are called Vibes FM. So they have been giving me like the most amounts of guidance and helping me with all my tech apps and all of my um, lab. Uh, so, sorry, somebody's messaging me here and it's not helping. Please, guys, stop sending Lola's messages while I'm on air. Does it not help me yet? Anyway, tomorrow night they have their year-end function and it's a big deal, right? They've got over 21 international DJs. I'm talking like oh. likes of producers. Yes, and Lola's been invited. So I'm going to be so invited? I mean, you want to come as my plus one? There's my plus two. <laughs> I mean, if you and I hit the dance floor, the shit's going to get real, right? They're all going to want to offer us contracts to be like backstage dancers and all their music videos and shit. You want to join me? If you're fabulous, you're fabulous, my girl. I mean, That's it. I'll come fetch you all the way in the vault. <laughs> <laughs> I'm waiting. Okay. I'm waiting. <laughs> Dr. M, this evening we are speaking about initiating sex. So if we take a look at Lola's lessons right from the beginning and through, like throughout our entire second season, we've had a great episode, or we've had a great season. Um, we've reached the highest amount of listeners, which we couldn't have been more grateful for. But we've really been building our listeners up, um, you know, the teaching them something in almost like building blocks, you know. We started with sex, the industry, then we went to toys, then we went to sexual health, then we went to the sexting, then we went to hormones, then we went to libido. So if you take a look at the whole season two of Lola's Lessons, we've taught our listeners about sex, about adding um, the third factors to your to your intimate relationships, how to be healthy within your, your intimate relationships, how to check your hormones, both male and female. So now we've taught all of our listeners all of these nice nifty little tricks, right? But now our listeners need to start engaging and actually participating in these sexual activities, right? And a lot of them struggle to get this initiation process off of the ground, you know, to get it done and get it sorted. Especially for our listeners that have had the most amounts of issues within their intimate relationships. They've now got these tools and a whole toolbox of how to strengthen their intimate relationship, but they don't know how to initiate sex. So tonight we're going to be teaching our listeners a little bit about that. Absolutely. So one of the most 
fundamental aspects of any relationship. And um, the most pleasurable side of any relationship is the sexual side of the relationship. That's what makes it, um, that's what gives you all the goosebumps, isn't it? And all the wonderful stuff that mm. go with it. But it is difficult to initiate sex. A, if you are in a new relationship, how do you bring it about? If you are not completely familiar with your partner, you're not familiar where this partnership is going. And for married couples, often because of the way they've been socialized, it makes it very difficult. The women often lack sexual agency. And this is changing, by the way, because we are seeing um, a change in dynamic of relationships. And I'll get to that now, too. This is changing, but yes, we still find women that lack sexual agency because they've been socialized that way. So they won't initiate sex. The husband will have a cue like slapping the bum or, you know, doing something in the kitchen and then off they go to bed and she dissociates from her body because it's like, okay, he wants sex. This is what we're doing. And it becomes that. And the, the husband is not very frustrated because you're not initiating. You're not doing anything. You're not bringing the, excitement into this. I'm always the one having to slap your butt mm. kind of thing. Okay. So one of the first things that we can do, and I just want to tell the listeners, please take what resonates with you. All right. You may agree, you may not agree, and that's fine because we're here to learn from each other. And also I thought I'd like to give this a more real feel rather than go all academic and scientific on everybody. We don't need that. We've had more than enough of that. So we want to be real. One of the first things that we should look up or look at is the hook-up culture of sex that we're currently experiencing with the new way that relationships have changed. I mean, we now have all these dating apps where all these people with the same goal, i.e., I want to just have the sex with somebody. They On this app, you hook up, you meet up, and there, wham, bam, you've had sex and you go away and you don't know anything about anybody after that. But then we get to the relationship side of things where we can't do that, where we have to start communicating with our partners. We have to start understanding um, what is it that my partner likes? What love language does my partner have? Are we communicating on the same page? It's pointless if the guy is very gregarious and outgoing and the woman is very shy and he sort of pipes up on the table and goes, oh, honey, are we going to go and have sex now? I mean, that's not really going to get any love juices flowing anytime soon. I agree. I agree. Okay. So we need to start by communicating and understanding what we want out of the relationship and where we want to take the relationship. Are both parties on the same page that they want to take it to the sex side? Or are they just getting to know each other? That's so true, and that makes a lot of sense because it all depends on which kind of dynamic your current relationship is in. So, again, take what resonates with you and make that work within your situation because all situations aren't going to be the same. Exactly. Then we also have, for many people, they fear rejection. I mean, can you imagine... Um, you're in this new relationship and you're really hot for each other, but you're not exactly sure how you, how, what if you say something and then you say something wrong and then the person is just completely turned off or, or just terminates the relationship or how are you going to say this? So that's another thing. It's the fear of rejection also makes it very difficult to be 
authentic in what your needs and desires are into initiating the sexual um, element of the relationship. And then we also deal with people that are overly assertive um, and that may disrupt the potential flow of the interaction. Like I mentioned, if the man is um, overly zealous, like we're going to have sex now, it, it can totally interrupt the whole flow of interaction that's going on there and the woman might just retract. Does that make sense? It does. It absolutely does. Um, I absolutely love the way you just explained that because it makes sense and it resonates with me specifically. Hello? Yes. There we go. Okay, we've got Holly. Sorry, we've literally just got Holly back. How's you here? How are you? I'm there. I'm so sorry. I'm phoning in from Mr. Valencia's phone because my he's on a different cell network. I'm so sorry I wasn't here earlier. I love you guys. I'm no. <laughs> it's fun. Holz, you are very, very, um, your, your um, audio is very, very low. So can we just try and get that slightly up? Um, sorry, I didn't know that Michael was Mike. Otherwise, I would have accepted it a long time ago. I thought it was a random caller. <laughs> so I apologize for that. Holes, can you hear us? No, okay. Um, Miss, Miss Beautiful, Gorgeous Dr. M, I'm going to let you continue whilst we wait for Holly. Okay. I know you've prepared because, I mean, you always send me the longest and the most amount of write-up that Lola never, let's be honest, Lola never, ever, ever reads your planning for the show. <laughs> we said this last week when we were doing the pre pod which I'm sorry for that. Um, I've realized you didn't send me your planning for this evening's episode because now you know. <laughs> but I know you prepared the most amount of um, top tips and real raw informative ideas for our listeners to use so um let's hear all of them okay so initiating desire for sex actually involves understanding and respecting the boundaries of consent between both individuals and that is why communication is so particularly important and people think that we overemphasize communication not at all if you are not clearly communicating with your partner exactly what you want, where you want to go, what your boundaries are. Listen, I'm not going to have sex with you for X, Y, Z reason, but I am prepared to cuddle or I am prepared to just be in your space. There's a big difference between the two, isn't there? Um, Absolutely. That's also very true because like when you said now, um, some people's boundaries and you, like you need to find the level of consent, right? You need to have those open communication um, avenues. If you, for instance, are not a cuddler, okay, and you and I are in a relationship, and I myself, I, I am such a slut for cuddling. I love it. I actually adore it. I, I find it very intimate and very loving and very affectionate, right? But if we don't have that open communication avenue within our relationship and we are able to talk to one another open and honestly, then I'm like never going to feel comfortable enough to tell you, listen, Dr. M, I know we've had like the best amount of 
fun in our relationship and we've been together for the longest amount of time. But I don't want to be kind of like, I don't want to be lying in bed with you without cuddling. And you won't be able to tell me, you know what, Lola, I think you're absolutely gorgeous and I love the fact that you are so open in our relationship. But I don't like your sweaty body against mine and your morning breath in my neck. Those are my boundaries and I don't feel comfortable with it. Where is a good middle ground for us to stem from? So that's very, very important. Again, every single episode on Lola's Lessons from the... From episode one, season one, we've been speaking about communication. Again, it comes up. Communication is so, so, so important. And that's where this stems down to. Absolutely. So if you think, so people will ask, why is it important to initiate sex? And it must be from both parties. So it can't just always come from one person because then the person starts feeling neglected and not wanted and we start going into a whole host of other um, issues. So sexual engagement transcends the mere physical interaction within relationships. For the individuals, particularly those in committed partnerships, the interpersonal activity serves as a catalyst for enhancing their emotional intimacy. And it also allows for stress relief. I mean, come on, let's think about it. Sex is one of the most brilliant sex relief, um, sex relief, stress relief. <laughs> I mean, you gotta, you gotta have some, um, sex relief so that you can find adequate sex, stress, uh, stress relief. relief, right? Sex relief is stress relief. <laughs> well, clearly it's been a bloody long week. Um, so, so yes, we, we need to be, that's why it's important to initiate it from both sides. And it's also to validate your partner, to validate their presence, their time, their essence. If one partner is always doing the work and one partner has got, sort of got this language going where it's, I smack your bum, we go to bed, we have sex, and then we go to sleep. The, the, the dynamic of the relationship sort of becomes compromised in a way because you're not doing each other any favors. You, you are not taking the time to say, I love you, I appreciate you, I want to have sex with you. I will wait until you make the first move, and when you do it, that's when I will relinquish my body for whatever it is that you require. And that's not very good in a relationship. I agree 100%. That is why, again, it is so, so, so important to be communicating within your relationship. So because we can't, Dr. M, and I know, like, Lola hates putting you on the spot like this, right? But because we're having difficulties with Miss um, Valencia's um, connection this evening, Lola has just thought, like, on her toes, and like, luckily for us, Miss Kitten, which is Miss Kay, she's going to be hosting the kinky classes um, with me as of next yeah, she just happened to listen to the show and she is willing to come and co-host with us this evening. Dr. Emma, I think you're going to love this lady. Let me welcome this evening's co-host with Lola on air, Miss Kay. Hi, Miss Kay, you gorgeous vixen. You, how are you doing? Hi, beautiful ladies. Thank you for inviting me up to stage. It feels exciting. Oh, gosh. Dr. M, don't you just love her voice? Oh, I do. I'm sitting here going, wow. I know. Wow. <laughs> 
So let me give our listeners a little bit of background on Ms. Kay. Ms. Kay is part of the Consent Academy of America, right? Yes, guys, I said that aloud. Consent Academy in America. They actually, she actually teaches consent classes and nothing like you're going to get on the interweb, right? This is proper, like, it, it's proper education. It's valid. It's worth listening and it's really something Great to add to your expertise, especially when it comes to your intimate relationships. So, Ms. Kay, thank you for joining us this evening and thank you for co-hosting with us. What do you think about this evening's topic? I think it's something that we all need to be better at and I think communication plays a big part in all of our relationships and we suck at communication with our partners. Um, we're really good at um, pretending that everything's okay and being fine, but we're not good at being honest about stuff. So I think the more we can create a bit of cubic depth in our relationships, the better sex becomes. And that um, sexy time is, uh, and we owe it all to ourselves to um, to find pleasure in life. So I love the fact that you guys are mentioning communication and bringing it up. But I also feel it's really important to put on the table what you want during sexy time and to be able to share that with your partner. Mm-hmm. And finding a space to do that and making a container to do that is is really important. So let's talk a little bit on like the emotional side and um, the brain activity when it comes to initiating sex, right? So obviously for our guys that have been in a relationship long term and they had um, intimacy issues and they now want to start working on their relationship, working on their intimacy so that we don't end up in the um, in the divorce court, right? Let's teach these guys how to move past uh, creating that initiation within sex when you are used to and have a big fear of rejection because rejection also plays a massive part the fear of rejection or being used to being rejected I mean that creates a huge wall in your brain it just puts up your wall so high and how do we break that down and move past it so um, I'm glad you brought up the whole rejection thing because that's one of the biggest um, barriers that both men and women have regarding initiating sex. So when we look at men, men, the, the rejection, the sexual rejection for a man impacts his ego and pride straight off the cuff. And I mean, that's the basis of the man. It's his ego. Pardon? No, that wasn't me. Oh, so sorry. I'm like, that's me. It's working. Finally, we've got Miss Valencia on air. Welcome, Miss Valencia. I mean, you're slightly late, honey. (laughs) Okay, so so your co-host spot has been taken for this evening because I can't be waiting half an hour for you. But instead of having an extra... Instead of having an extra co-host for this evening, I actually think Miss Kay is going to be an excellent add-on guest. So, Miss Kay, if you can um, accompany Dr. M on air this evening as a guest, and seeing as we've already got you, we would love to have you as a guest. Miss Valencia, welcome. Let's let's um, let Dr. M finish because I'm also like exhausted after half an hour of this episode. (laughs) Sorry, now, Dr. M, off to you. 
right, so, so we know that men experience sexual rejection in their ego and in their pride. Mm. And this is ascribed to the way that society socializes men, where um, it places expectations on men to be assertive and successful in their romantic pursuits, you know, because the men have to have all these um, notches on their calf stockies and the women have to remain really virginal. Mm. Um, so therefore the rejection that sexual rejection for a man is seen as a challenge to these expectations. And that makes it very difficult. So naturally, if a guy has been rejected, not not only the ego and the pride, but then he starts feeling, I'm not good enough. Um, I'm a disappointment. I have let everybody down. And that's where the trouble starts, because then he starts becoming frustrated or frustrated. And then he starts becoming... Um, aggressive in the wrong way in pursuit of sex it actually starts becoming destructive mm-hmm. women, oh, I get where you're going with that yes because they, they need to find an outlet for this pent up energy and this whole thing around the pride and the ego and the frustration and it really does become destructive sometimes even addictive where we start finding um, addictive behaviors towards sex that are not necessarily healthy. Mm-hmm. Women, on the other side, experience sexual rejection as a lack of emotional connection rather than the physical. Because remember, women tend to sell sex for emotional connection. So if a man rejects her, for her, it's a massive emotional blow. And then we start taking this all the way back. Then she starts feeling, my body is not good enough. I don't meet expectations of being sexy. There's something wrong with my genitals. There's, um, it's everything goes back to the emotional. So she, in most cases, then either takes on the hides, she runs, she runs away from any form of attachment because she's not good enough, so why bother? Mm-hmm. Or she too may then become destructive in her behavior towards sex and initiating sex where it also becomes compulsive. So she will start um, getting into relationships with the sole purpose of getting back at that person or getting back at men for mm-hmm. rejecting her. And, and it becomes a destructive force. Um, Miss Kay, right, if I go to you and I say, um, do you feel, because this is my opinion only, right, do you feel that if one is rejected um, for a certain amount of consecutive times, would this likely make a person aggressive and create fights within your intimate relationship? Because I can actually see something like that happening. Absolutely. I think um, I think um, Albertus mentioned it in a comment, saying that like it becomes, isn't it a good idea to initiate a fight because then you have makeup sex? And I no. think there's more truth to that. I think there's actually more truth to that. I know it's like a really like it's so male logic, it's not even funny, but um, there's a little bit of truth to that because there is a biochemical release in the fight and there is um, a pattern in the makeup and there is a pattern in the empathy that you get with the makeup sex um, and it is a way to initiate communication. But um, there are cheaper ways um, and there are much easier ways to do it than starting a fight. 
So I think um, finding a way to communicate is really important. For me, it's about creating a safe space, a space that where you are heard and your partner's heard and you're both entering that space with capacity. So you're both coming to the party where you are emotionally and physically in good numbers and you can communicate with each other in good numbers. There's, I make really crap decisions when I'm tired, hungry, um, drunk. Or hangry um, for that matter. <laughs> yeah, like you make really crap decisions. So like first, the first thing that you need to do before you even start checking in for communication is to check in with your partner and find out where they're at. And I think we've forgotten to do that a lot in life. We don't do it with our friends. We don't do it with the, with our colleagues. And we certainly don't do it with our partners. And they unfortunately get us after 12 hours of work. So for me, it's really important to sort of start the communication by going like, hey, but where you at? Like, what are your numbers today? So I use a capacity check-in and I check in out of 10 emotionally and 10 physically. And my numbers are not a seven, um, at least. It's not a really great time to have this conversation because I can tell you that when I'm a five, I have the, um, you know, I'm close to tears. I want to shove chocolate cake in my mouth and I really don't want to talk about why you don't want to fuck me at this point in my life. So um, it's great to know that you're on good numbers first. And if your partner's not on a good number, don't have that convo now. Wait until the space is right. And so set yourself up for success and then have a safe word in the conversation. So when it gets too much, instead of following the pattern of behavior where you feel dismissed and you feel like you're hearing stuff you don't want to, ask for a bit of space. And for me, boundaries are cool things. Like I think clear is kind. The more you can have a boundary, the more information you have about somebody else. So the more people give you information about themselves, the more you can deepen the cubic depth of your relationship container. You have all this cool shit that you know about that person. It helps you make so much better decisions. But we, we're in a, in coercion culture. We're taught that no is such a bad word. Mm. And we're taught that hearing things that they don't want to do is like a rejection from us. And that's such a bullshit excuse. We really need to move on from that. We need to take that information and go, this is not about us. The fact that he doesn't oh, like me. You. Exactly. Yeah, the fact that he doesn't like me sucking his toes while I'm upside down hanging from a chandelier is not about me. It's about him. He's allowed to, you know, he's like, well, my, my partner's not because I'm a mistress. So he just has to do what I say. I'm kidding. But, um, <laughs> I um, love that. <laughs> But, um, you know, it, it, it's important that he's enjoying it as well. And, I mean, the other thing is you don't want to be doing something that your partner's not enjoying. So it's really important that you align your ethics and you align your wants and you align your needs in a safe container space where you feel free to talk. And I don't, I don't think, like, I think we have that with our girlfriends still, but I don't know if we have that with our intimate partners anymore because life's just really hard. So every time we meet at the door, it's with a capacity of 2 out of 10, which literally literally means throw a cake at me um, and don't, you know, and don't talk to me. And we, we've, we've got to make that space to have those convos. So for me, initiating sex starts there. I need to be on the same page as my partner mentally. I love that. I also love that. I also think it's, you know, it's important not only to, you know, start the conversation at the door, like, 
you know, if you if you're having a rough day, your partner should be able to read that just by the communicate you have with the partner during the course of the day. I don't agree with that. I don't agree with that. I I I think we've got to stop stop this idea that people must read us. I think we've got to start with some honest truth, and I think we've got to show up honestly. And I think that the the reality is, and I do it with my friends as well. Is what are your numbers? Give me your numbers. Tell me what you are out of ten. Because if you tell me that you're a five out of ten, it's easier than you telling me that you're not okay it's hard for people to say they're not okay so we we have to in our in our in our workspaces and incursion culture and society that we live in we we have to be okay which makes us fine all the time and fine is not a great word and fine doesn't give anybody information so give me information because the more information i can get the more i can i can action that and i have an understanding of where we are so I, i also it's also my duty to ask for that information I you know I can't and it's also my duty to offer that information I can't just believe that my partner is going to take two sniffs in the air and understand that you know I'm a two out of ten and he can't smack my ass today I might bite him like it's it's important for me to communicate and we don't like I think I think the idea that we assume people are okay or not okay or or that we we've got a guess it's half the problem with initiating anything in life I think that's very important and I also want to touch on what Holly said because yes especially when you are entering a new relationship and it's like um un- unknown territory you know and you guys are still getting to know one another then what um Ms. Kay just said is very important but I know speaking from Holly's side um with her and her her husband they've been in a relationship for so long while well, they've been married for so long and they know each other so well that he would possibly walk in the door and see okay well Holly's not in the or um, she would like walk in the door and say just see according to his facial expressions okay he's not in the mood but I like what you said Miss Kay when when you touched on um, making sure that you know what your partner's capacity at this point and stage is as well as assessing your capacity I mean because there is always a chance of being rejected there's a chance that you are going to assess your partner's um, uh, level of capacity incorrectly or your partner's not going to be truthful about their um, level of capacity and there's a chance that you're going to be rejected. So, Dr. M, when you are then rejected and your partner says, you know what, thank you for initiating sex, but honey, I'm just too damn tired. Like, I've been on my feet all damn day. I'm tired. I'm irritable. I'm hot because Lola hates the fucking heat. I don't want to be having sex with you right now. Stop touching me. Pour me a glass of wine, a damn bubble bath, and leave me the fuck alone. When you get rejected, when you get rejected, there's always that, um, but why? I mean, sex is going to make you feel better. Having that aggression or, or um, getting to that level of being aggressive because you've been rejected. How do you bypass that and how do you feel it's okay to be rejected this time? There's always a tomorrow. Dr. M, we can't hear you. Okay, so first of all, it's not just about being rejected. Okay, all right, so it's not not about um, rejecting a person. It's also the way that you do it. So for a lot of people, we get used to talking in monosyllables and barking commands, and you can't do that in a relationship. So there is a way. Yeah, so there is a way to say, lovey, 
I really don't feel like sex tonight because I'm feeling a little bit vulnerable. I'm feeling a little bit sick. I've really, really had a bad day. But can we um, run a bubble bath and let's just sit and soak together? Let's just absorb each other's essence in a safe and quiet environment. So you don't need to get aggressive. But unfortunately, because many people don't know how to communicate and they don't know how to transmute aggressive or frustration, actually, it comes out as aggression, as um, impatience, and um, just leave me alone because I don't want to deal with this right now. And that is why communication is so vital in a relationship. And also respect. You can't be barking at your partner. You ha Would you bark at your boss? Would you tell him, listen here, I'm busy now. Bugger off. Take this to some other. No, you would never do that. I mean, would I would. Say, That's why I went for myself. My partner, <laughs> yeah, I would. I'm sorry. My partner's not my boss. <laughs> Well, if you were working corporate, you would say, Mr. So-and-so, I um, I will deal with this in a little while. I can't deal with it right now, but I'll get back to you. Or whatever the case may be, however the conversation or the exchange of information may be. So you, it, it's the way that you are offering the rejection that will make the difference in whether your partner accepts the rejection personally or whether they accepting it as, oh, my partner's not feeling well. Can I run you a bath? Can I make you a cup of coffee? I love coffee? that. In which case, yes, yes. Yes, yes. <laughs> so I, I feel like, I feel like, sorry, I just want to like chime in there. I feel like if I'm coming home from work, because I've obviously worked corporate as well. So like if I was coming home from work, I would say, yo, baby, you know what? Make sure you rock hard by the time I get home because I just want to climb on top of you. You know, that's me initiating. Or it's, baby, I've had a really tough day. Can you run me a bath and pour me a glass of wine? So that in itself is communication. Telling your partner already before, this is what I was saying earlier, before you hit that front door and you walk through and your partner goes, oh, um, you know, do you want to, uh, uh, and you go, no, I'm not in the mood. That, then, then already before you've even arrived, the person knows what kind of mood you're in and what state you're in. That's why I say it's like, it's important on the way home. To have that conversation during the day, start some naughty chat. You know, you don't have to initiate by putting your hand on the woman's boob. That's not initiating. Initiating comes from communication, comes from understanding your person, understanding your your the day that the other person has had. You know, and if you're not going to volunteer, which is what Mrs. K said as well, if you're not going to volunteer that information, you can't expect someone to sniff it. So you need to you need to volunteer the information, how you're feeling, what you're feeling, why you're feeling that way, and if you want it, say it. Even if yeah, you're not a person, send it, send a message on your way home and go, baby, I've had a I've had a rough day, but you know what will make me feel better? Cock. Cock. <laughs> yeah, I love what I loved what Doctor M said about um how we how we um the language that we use to to pass on our um our comments or use our nose. And I think that there, there's a lot to be said about that. And you can do a really simple exercise. You can do it with a friend or with a partner. Um, they can offer you, they offer you something and you give them a flat out no. And you do this for a minute. And if you do this for a minute, you'll slowly start to watch their body language, start
start to, you know, every time you use the hard no with them, they get further and further away from you and they, their whole body and their language starts to resist you and they start to resist asking you or offering you anything else mm-hmm. because your, your answer is hard. But if you, if you phrase your no differently, like, um, thank you, but no thank you, that goes a lot further than, and you don't have to say it sarcastically like a mistress, like I just said it. You can say it quite Thank you, but no thank you. <laughs> yeah. Um, if you say it like that, you, 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 you're thanking them for, for offering and then you are still able to put your boundary down and, 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 and you're able to voice your opinion without offending them. And I think there's a lot to be said about us being able to hear our partners know. And then we also, because, because we've often said no and they've reacted badly, we're often automatically more aggressive in using our nose because we know that it's not going to be well received. So I think like a little bit of like relationship skill, soft skill comes in here and a little bit of practice goes a long way and be able to hear what your partner's saying and not taking it personally. But again, for me, it comes down to capacity and exactly what Holly said, a simpler version of that instead of justifying how you feel, is just to put your numbers down with your partner. Sorry? I said just say it as it is. Just let your partner know no, where you stand. For a lot of people it's hard, Holly. I don't think I don't think everybody's as good as good with with communicating or using their voice. And I think a lot of people are um in different situations. Um it's easier for to, to do a check in on a te- on a text message with numbers than it is because we end up justifying it. Even in even in some of the statements that you used, you justified why you've had a bad day. You don't have to justify. You shouldn't have to justify anything to the person that loves you. You should just be able to say, This is me right now. Accept me for who I am and they should be able to do that. But because we're in this coercion culture where yes is the only right answer, we're so good at justifying things. And we've got to be better at accepting and being able to hear our partner's honest feelings okay that's on a a completely different level to how i am in my relationship and i think i hear what you're saying mrs k people are different and different relationships have different requirements so in a relationship where somebody is does struggle with communication yes start with numbers and I understand what you're saying that you don't have to justify it. But at the same time, I also feel like I want to tell my partner why I'm not in the mood. I want to volunteer that information because I'm not justifying anything. I want to volunteer that information so that that person's on the same page as me, so that we're sharing that experience together. It doesn't have to just be a sexual experience. We're sharing the experience of my day. We're sharing the experience of his day. So it's not necessarily justifying it. It's saying, I'm feeling like this. This is why. You know, so I, yeah, I, that so we have gives, a different. That also gives opinion. you a sense of getting to know your partner a little bit better. Absolutely. So yes, and again, it, it all stems down to having open lines of communication. So we need to go to a commercial break because we have been babbling. I mean, Lola had to entertain you guys for a full almost 20 damn minutes before I Sorry, had a co-host or a guest. It's okay. I hope my loyal listeners are not too sick and tired of hearing my voice. But we need to go to a slight commercial break. Before we do, let's just um, say hello to a couple of our loyal listeners. I mean, Zane, Zane, you're back again. Hi, Zane. Uh, we've got the likes of Mr. Steven, Devilish Diva listening out. Hello, 
devilish diva. Are you ready for January, baby? It's time to start looking for a new boyfriend on the show. Um, Lola's other favorite redhead, Miss Medusa. She's also online. We've got beautiful Big Red and a bunch of other listeners. Guys, thank you very much for listening so loyally every damn weekend today is our second last episode of the second um, semester in lola's lessons we're going to take a slight production break throughout december because lola wants to have a christmas and get lots of toys underneath the christmas tree too and yes, yes guys baby. my toys work with batteries too yes um and we are going to take a little bit of a break also we need time to plan for all of the new shows that we're bringing to you guys to January 2024 we're going to go to a slight commercial break stay tuned a little bit um, of music for you guys commercials a little bit of advertisement listen take notes phone these people for their candles phone these people to buy toys and um, we'll be back in about 10 minutes time don't go anywhere get your notepads ready a little bit more on initiating sex when we come back love you lustfuls Are you interested in warming things up in the bedroom? Kinky candles are blended wax clay candles. Our candles are carefully designed and fragranced with an aphrodisiac to ensure your pleasure is taken to new temperatures. To get started with a drip, drop, splat or pour, give us a call. 079-461 Six double one. That's Kinky Candles on zero seven nine four six one six double one. Sometimes we're looking for the more, but we just don't know what the more is. And then we come to play with me. Three words that mean play, toys, fun, games, cheekiness, with, intimacy, connection, relationships. And finally me, it starts with self, and that is something that Play With Me stands for. Play With Me is a place where you have an experience of all of those things. One complete cycle. You're welcome to pop in at our shop at the Gantry in 4 ways. 
or find us at www.playwithme.co.za. If you're looking for that more, please get in touch. Views and opinions expressed in this program are those of the speakers and do not necessarily reflect the views or positions of any entities they represent or that of the program, its presenters, hosts, directors or other team members. This show is intended for audiences aged 23 and older. This production and its digital copies contain content of an adult nature. If you are easily offended or are under the age of 18, this show is not intended for you. Posts, pages, and recordings within are intended for adults only and may include descriptions of scenes of sexual content, suggestive opinions, detailed discussions, and graphic topics. Listener discretion is advised. After our short commercial break, I hope you guys had enough time to refill your drinks, get comfy on the couch, get your notepad and your pens at the ready because we are continuing this evening's lesson on initiating sex with your partner. Welcoming this, welcoming Lola this evening on air. 
would be the likes of our fabulous resident doctor, Dr. M, as well as Lola's new fabulous, gorgeous, red-headed diva, vixen friend, Miss Kay. And finally, my wonderful, hotty, little, hot wife, Holly Valencia, decided to come on air and co-host this episode <laughs> with me. I was really, really frightened that I'm going to have to do this all by my lonesome, and I can't function when I'm all on my own. So thank Sorry, you. guys, I'm just playing this your day only, but I'm still here as Holly, I promise. <laughs> so before we get back into initiating sex and all of the top tips on how to do so successfully, let me just um, go ahead and mention our endorsement site, Lola's lovely friends at the Council of Fantasy. The Council of Fantasy, as we all know, is a lifestyle-orientated community, coaching for everything from BDSM lifestylers, those that want to learn about sex positivity, those just want and those just who want to learn how a community that is sex positive is run and run properly and run safe, sane and consensually can come and join us. We host events, we host um, workshops, I mean we've even got a little education group and the website is ever growing. The only shame we shame is shaming itself and we include everybody in our community from the short, the tall, the pink, the black, the white, the foreign and even the ones that don't speak English. There's a place for everybody, right? Lola's friends at the COF or the Council of Fantasy also give back to the less fortunate and the people that all the um, all facets that even don't have a voice. So they've got a little bit of a... Um, Raffle going on at the moment, and um, this raffle, all of the proceeds thereof will be going to our furry friends that have no voice and they can't speak and give consent or be hold, held accountable for their actions by themselves, right? So all of these guys that don't have food and they don't have shelters and like little places, such as the wonderful people at so what is this place is what is this place called? I mean KB this thing is like Dermacor and Lola's really struggling to read it. All of the proceeds will be going to FORA, that is the Friends of Rescue Animals South Africa. So not the SPCA but the FORA. The whole package that you guys can stand in line to um, win is plus minus to the value of five thousand Bloody fucking rand, that's a lot of money in today's day and age, right? It includes something like a G-spot masturbator. You guys can feature on an episode in season three of Lola's Lessons. It includes, oh, from Lola's fabulous friend Medusa, um, a set of your uh, essential wax, wax plate candles, two sponsored tickets to um, Miss KB's essential rope workshop. It also includes a voucher for some freshly baked cookies. I mean, who bakes these cookies and why hasn't Lola? gotten a kilogram or two. That's what I want to know. A bunny or kinky uh, kitten mask. I love those masks because they're all like um, absolutely blinged out. Dr. M, you'll love these because they are blinged out from top to bottom with rhinestones, right? A beautiful package of lengthy rope and a bullet vibrator and that's from Play With Me. And then from Kinky Owls, a precision genital flogger and a set of finger floggers. I've never seen a finger flogger but I'd like to finger that flogger too. So guys, get hold of Kinky Bunny or KB or get hold of Lola on Lady Lola underscore ZA on any socials. Find out how you guys can buy tickets to these raffles and let's support our furry friends this festive season. I mean, everybody's 
got a little bit of extra money instead of paying a hundred bucks or two hundred bucks on a damn extra drink when you guys go out clubbing instead of buying that girlfriend of yours a drink that's not going to appreciate it buy a damn raffle ticket and stand a chance to win a whole package of five thousand and thank me later um miss kb is also creating a little blog of lola's lessons because lola's too like damn lazy to do it herself and it's going to be featured on monday mornings as of january it's going to be called Moaning Monday Mornings. It's a good read with more information on the topic from Lola's lessons of the Friday night before with links and contacts from Lola's lessons. Get your coffee and it'll be better reading, Miss. It'll be better reading your Moaning Monday Mornings than um, reading the part of Miss Lonely Hearts in the paper. You guys can find that on Tumblr and Miss KB will be in charge of that because she's very much, um, Focused on the admin side of Lola's lessons, which I can't be asked for. Joining me this evening, as I said, is um, Dr. M, Miss Kitten, and my lovely, hearty, hot wife of a co-host, Holly Valencia. Welcome I back, guys. I that pathway. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Holly, have you Sorry. survived? Because I was so stressed. I don't know how everybody, every single listener, and everybody that's going to be downloading this episode afterwards is going to hear like they're going, I'm, uh, 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 I'm literally falling over my own damn words because I'm trying to concentrate on eight damn things at the same time. Phoning, video calling, getting the app ready, finding out why the signal so poor. Where the hell is Holly? I don't know what's going on. Oh, Fuck my life. I have, to tell you, I have to tell you, babe, it was so stressful for me. I literally, I was on my phone, then I was on the Wi-Fi, then I restarted my phone, then I tried my husband's phone. That one didn't work. Luckily, I'm hosting a swingers party so like you know i've got multiple people around me with multiple phones i'm like guys give me your phone give me your phone like let me try this we literally just had to add extra data onto um shade only's phone but she's with me obviously this evening we we we, we've been you know having our own little partake um holly's holly's tour parties (laughs) and like if I if it wasn't for Shade, she's like, okay, wait, I've got let's try mine, let's try mine. Literally, everyone was trying to get onto their phones, trying to like log on. So I'm happy to be here, and I'm sorry for the for the fuss earlier, and I'm sorry that you had to talk to yourself for so long. Shoot, sorry, um, girl. I, I was running out of things to say. I won't even lie. Oh, no. <laughs> I, 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 I even went and dropped news that's only supposed to be dropping next week. I know. <laughs> I was like. Oh my God, it's not working. Now you must know she's fucking desperate, guys. <laughs> I was about to start. Thank you for filling the space. I was about to start singing like Doctor M did this afternoon when we oh, did. Uh, <laughs> when we when we did our sound and and our sound and quality check, I was about to start start singing "Ring Around the Roses" and like telling my listeners about the story thereafter. Anyway, Doctor M, I'm going to head over to you. I want to find out about ways to gauge consent to initiate. Let's hear from you. Um, what What is your take and your opinion and your lesson when it comes to this topic? Oh, consent. Consent is one of the most important things in anything sexual. doesn't matter what the activity may be. So first of all, um, I think we need to be very clear about recognizing the significance of consent in fostering a healthy sexual relationship and understanding that it's crucial to address potential discomfort or hesitation in a partner. So if a partner, for instance, is silent or they are kind of pulling away from you, 
then it's very important to respect those boundaries and understand that there is no consent going on there and refraining from doing whatever you're doing with immediate effect. But once you've understood that, now we can go back and find out how we can bring in um, this consent. So you can do it verbally. You can physically say, um, may we have sex? And your partner can say yes, no, or whatever. If you are the shy type and you don't want to speak out so candidly, you can start by saying, may I take your shirt off? Particularly for the ladies, if you are trying to initiate sex and you're not sure how to initiate it, but you want to gauge or test the waters, May I take your shirt off? How's that for finding consent? What is the guy going to say? No, then you know, oops, I can't go there. Or if he says yes, then you can go, may I kiss your nipple? Hey, mm. find out how he feels about that. And then take it from there. The same applies to the men. May I rub your feet? May I suck your toe? Do you understand what I'm getting I at? I do. Yeah, like some people don't want to have their, so, their toes sucked. Look, I don't mind, but some people don't like that. So, you know, it's a simple thing of gauging the person by asking. Yes, but it's finding consent. So you, you yeah. are finding, you, you're figuring out by saying, if, if someone asks me, may I take off your shirt? Um, if I'm saying yes, then I can definitely accept that I have given consent to some form of sexual yes. uh, activity. Definitely. And it's subtle. It's not in your face like, I'm going to ban you. It's subtle. It's, may I take off your shirt? So I, I absolutely love that. Um, I agree with this in, in some form, right? And not in all forms, and I'll tell you why. There's a, there's a very basic um, reason there for. So I feel, and this is, again, my personal opinion, right? Doesn't this, isn't this going to take away a little bit when it comes to that hot and heated moment? Having to say to your partner or having to say to the person that you're wanting to share an intimate moment with, going, listen, like things are getting hot and heavy. We've just kissed the best. But would you mind completely if I um, take off your shirt? Doesn't that, like, spoil the mood and spoil the moment? But we're initiating sex here. We're not at the point of being all hot and heavy. We're yes. finding ways Stop. to initiate, to engage. If we were at the point of being hot and heavy, then I would suggest just rip it off and get on with it. You know, but we're initiating. We're trying to establish um, the boundaries, the grounds, and the permission to take it to the hot and heavy level. So I have a I have a way that I initiate and um you know it because because obviously I you guys all know I'm a hot wife so I've got multiple partners so what I do um is I'll say something as simple as babe I haven't put cream on today would you mind putting cream on me and like literally you start from toes to to wherever you know and if the person says oh no I don't feel like it then that's it you don't feel like it that's fine I'll put my own cream on you know. But I find that something as simple as, I haven't put cream on my legs today, will you put cream on me? It's a simple, simple way to initiate, because from there, things happen. I love that, because at the same time, you're also creating a sense of, um, like a routine. Although routine's not always 
you know, the best thing when it comes mm-hmm. to a relationship. You always need to, like, mix it up. But that gives your partner, especially when you guys are in a long-term relationship, that gives your partner a sense of, okay, it's time, you know. Like, it's for instance, time, if, baby. Yes. If, for instance, if you normally wear, like, when Lola sleeps, I wear... I, like wear a shirt, a t-shirt and a bandit. That's what I go to bed in. But like if I suddenly get into bed naked or, you know, in just a panty and no damn shirt or no damn bra, then, um, I mean, you got to know that it's time, right? I mean, if you're not interested then, then turn around, like turn your back to me and let nature take its course. But if you are interested, then that's a subtle way of hinting to your partner that, okay, I am in the mood, are you, are you not, without the fear or without having to expose yourself to the fear of rejection. Miss Kay, I want to go to you and I want to ask you to touch and to, uh, to expand on what Dr. M just um, explained to us when it comes to consent, because, I mean, you are the queen of consent, right? Can you speak to us a bit more about building your consent framework within your intimate relationship and how, how do we go about that and how do we create a safe space between you and your partner so that these things can be discussed open and honestly? I think consent I think consent is super sexy. I think having information is super sexy. I think um I think having somebody give you feedback is super sexy. Um and I like to know that what I'm doing is right and the other person is enjoying it. So most of my most of my um intimate um um, activities are based on a more BDSM framework and we need a lot of feedback. So we work on a, on a robot system, a traffic light system, and it sounds stupid in the beginning and it's stupid the first time you say it in your own head, but it gets so sexy when you see the effect it has on your partner. So we use green, yellow, red, um, and when somebody's enjoying something and something's going well, they'll say green and green doesn't sound sexy. But when you say green, green, <laughs> green, oh, yeah. that could get sexy. And you know what happens when somebody says green to you, it ticks all the boxes in your head and you think, fuck, I'm doing a good job. It's so nice to do a good job. It's mm. so nice to know you're doing a good job. It's so nice to know you're doing the right thing. Instead of like every now and again, you get a, like a random, Ugh, which is not cool. Like that's not, that doesn't help me at all. It doesn't make me any more kinky. It doesn't make me get into this anymore. So when my partner's giving me this feedback and going green, 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 I know that what I'm doing is ticking all his boxes and I can continue. When I do something that he doesn't like or that he would like me to change or move to a different area, he can tell me that he can, he can tell me that's a yellow or an orange and then I will change it up um and if i do something that he really doesn't like or he does something that i really don't, don't like he can then call whoa red that's too much not going there and we can you know reverse and go in another direction or we can completely stop and change and change up the play so i think like the feedback for me is like the crux of how my relationship develops and what happens. And in the beginning, we use that a lot because I'm I, with a with a brand new player. I don't know what green looks like on that player. Obviously, if I've 
been with a guy for five years. I know exactly what green and red look like. I can read it in his eyebrows. I can read it in his body language. But in the beginning, this explicit consent, this replying the whole time with an answer that gives me the courage to go forward and gives me confidence really, really works for me as somebody who's a little bit more dominant in the relationship. And it makes me fucking try harder. Like no feedback, I don't want to try. Lots of feedback, I want to try a lot. Like and when I know my, my, my actions are successful, I want to do more. When I'm not getting any encouragement, I'm not really in it to win it. So, you know, the more that both partners are giving each other feedback, the the easier it is to move forward. So I really do think you should be asking for consent for everything. And I think you can make it fucking sexy. Like, I think there are ways to, to, you know, pin him down on the floor and, and say to him, can I take that shirt off? Like, like that is hot. Um, and I don't know how many guys say no to me in that situation, but it also is his choice. And when he gives me the answer and he says to me, no, we don't have to take that shirt off. Like I can bang his feet with a cane and give him 50 bastinado straps. I've got plenty of other um, tricks in my box. Like that, it doesn't have to be about that. So, um, and I'm not going to, I'm not going to take it negatively, but hearing the feedback and hearing good feedback, um, Enable and opens the space to hear the bad feedback too. So, you know, the more you communicate, the better. Like, consent for me is fucking sexy. You, you, we should be asking and we should be consenting not just in the fucking bedroom because I think this is half the problem because we only focus on consent when it comes to sexual relationships and then we add all the biochemistry that comes with sex. We're fucking terrible at it. We don't, we don't ask for consent in our vanilla relationships. We don't have consent in our work relationships. Um, um, a lot of the time we're coerced into doing things and to saying yes. So we, we're not practiced at consent. Consent is not a skill that we own. So we need to practice it. And the more we can focus on making our lives based in a consent culture framework instead of a coercion culture framework, the easier it gets in the bedroom. But it's a skill and you have to practice it. You can't do it by osmosis. So I'm going to say great, great, great point. Absolutely great point. Absolutely amazing. I love that. So I've got a question for Dr. M, but before I go to that, um, Miss Kay, quickly tell our listeners, if they want to participate in one of your consent classes or one of your um, accountability classes, where do they get a hold of you? Oh, I'd love to join. Um, I'm finished the year, Lols. I'm having a break. I'm on a holiday. I'm at a beach flat. Um, in the okay, don't make me jealous now. That's not what I no, asked you for. <laughs> Where can I book a class for 2024? <laughs> um, I have an Instagram page called mastering underscore myself. Mm-hmm. And I also have a little toy box shop called the Playbox the Playbox Cape Town. Um, the playbox, and you can find both of those on Instagram, or you can find my playbox website on theplaybox.co.za. So if Lola can give her listeners a little bit of inside info, right? Um, I mean, I've had the pleasure of um, participating in two of these workshops. One I was slightly late for, and I had to take accountability and apologize to Miss Kitten and the whole class. And also I made a noise, which I shouldn't have done. But within the first class, I was absolutely astounded. And for those of you who know me and who have um, like interacted with me, you guys know that it's very seldom that I'm at a loss for words. And like it's very rare that I would um, 
even admit that I have learned something from somebody else because I am like a Mrs. Know-it-all, right? But I cannot tell you guys the amount of knowledge that I have gained from these workshops with Miss Kitten. And even when I participated in the second consent workshop that she um, had at one of the CIF events that we recently had at um, Fetish Haven uh, local um, King Club here in Joburg, um, I was sitting in this class and I was just absolutely dumbfounded and gobsmacked at the amount of knowledge that she had to share. And I learned something new again, even though I had already done the consent class with her. So it's absolutely, it's not just something that you can use within your intimate relationship, right? This is literally a damn life skill. I cannot tell you in how many facets and how many avenues of my personal life, whether it be work, family, relationship. I mean, even the way I work with my damn dog has helped me to navigate consent and take accountability for my own actions or no action thereof and how to just navigate life in a very, very, very beautiful way. So do yourselves a favor and go and look it up, find a damn class and book it as soon as possible because they always sell out very, very quickly. So Dr. M, going to you, I wanted to find out can you give our listeners a little bit of tips when it comes to ways to initiate the sexy time and to actually start off and initiate the sex? What tips can you guys, can you give um, these guys listening? Yes, I can, but I just want to get back to the consent. Mm. And I think it's very important that when you are seeking consent to initiate some form of sexual activity and your partner says no, it's very important to come back and discuss that no at some point. Not now, because now is not the time to do it, but perhaps at breakfast or perhaps over dinner and understand why your partner did not want to give consent for whatever the activity was. That way you start understanding your partner a whole lot better mm. and you'll start getting a much better perspective on their boundaries and where you can take them sexually or leave them or not take them at all for that matter. Absolutely okay. love that. So, if you want to initiate sex, one of the first things that you need to do is make sure that you have a comfortable space. And this is a mistake so many people make and newlywed people that have children that allow the children, two and three year olds, to sleep in the room with them when they are wanting to have sex. Good point. How, how is that working? Like, well, it's you. You're not going to initiate anything because the baby is going to exactly. wake up, the bottle is going to leak, the whatever. No, no, no. So make sure that your space is comfortable and that you won't be disturbed. Okay. Mm -hmm. Also, expressing affection. Listen, I'm not going to want to initiate sex with you if you are barking at me the whole day and you're not even acknowledging me as a woman, as your wife, as your partner. I don't get a hug. I don't get a kiss. Well, then you know what? Then you can please go and pet the cat or the dog for that matter. Because that should not be. 
Okay, do you understand what I'm saying? So if you want to initiate sex, at least acknowledge your partner as a human essence, as a human being. Give them that hug. And not just before you smack them on the ass. That's not appropriate. But give them that hug. Let them know, I do value you. I do love you. And I, it's not only just about the sexual aspect of things. That's very important. Mm. Um, it, it's a bonding agent. It, it's a bonding tool. Okay. Another thing is planning little romantic activities that may fuel the whole, um, process of initiating so you know in the movies we always see the men do all these romantic things they either take you to this movie and it's this whole romantic movie and it's like all chocolates and wonderful things and then when the movie's finished it's like your place or mine kind of thing okay it's, it's because you are putting the effort in to getting this initiation process going you're laying the foundation for it and also doing um, or paying attention to your partner's needs. So something that was discussed earlier, if you come home from work and you're really just drained, you're tired, your feet are sore, you wear high heels and stockings the whole day long. So if your partner acknowledges that by giving you a nice foot rub, by the time you're 10 minutes into that foot rub, you are already having released oxytocin and serotonin because it's all the nice touchy-feely stuff. So naturally, the process of initiating sex is going to be so much easier because you're already going to be in a frame, a state, and a space of wanting to consent to the sex. That's beautifully, beautifully, beautifully oh, yeah. Absolutely beautifully said. Give me a foot rub any day. I love that. I think I think we need to spend more time creating those sexy spaces. And I think like I think you can separate it on a different level. So it works really well in the kink community because we we almost have a role for sexy time. Like I'm 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 a normal ethical human being all day and then I get to play this role of this super sexy mistress in these amazing boots um with leather and whoops. Like I get I get to put that on. So just the transformation of me going from being a normal human being with day to day jobs and fucking dishes and laundry and all this other stuff that has to happen um, and all these responsibilities, I get to step out of that and I get to step into another role. So what I really do advise with my um, with what the couples that come to see me is try and keep your sexy communication on a different platform to your, I love everyday, that. your normal everyday money, money stuff. Like, so don't ask for, you know, have you paid the car? Have you paid the insurance? Have you done the shopping? Have you fetched the dog? Have you fetched the kids? Have you fed the dog? Keep, keep it separate. So I suggest getting a separate email account and then making sure that that email account is is then addressed in the role that you want to use in the bedroom and you don't have to go as far as being a mistress but you can you can decide on a sexy name or a pet name that you use on that account and you can then make sure that you drop something in that box so that some they've got something to look forward to on a monday morning and that's exciting and you know they they can be a little a little challenge for the wife or a little challenge for the husband you know um there's a red ribbon in your pocket tied around your tied around your am i allowed to say 
say cock. I'm going to yeah, say you can. cock anyway. Not um, really, because we don't speak obscenely, but we'll let this one slide because, I mean, it's your first oh, time. Oh, I'm going while you're sitting at your desk and think of me all day. That way, by the time you get home, that guy's been thinking about you the whole day. Mm. You've been thinking about him wearing the red ribbon the whole day. You've created this entire amount of tension. And I think, like, I don't, you know, I, I love the fact that these girls are all still hot and ready for it at, at being a bit younger. But as you get older, it takes work. And when new relationship energy dissipates from a relationship, we've got to put the work in. And mm. this is the, the way to do it is to, to sort of separate your platforms so that you're not dealing with all the day-to-day -day responsibilities at the same time as you're dealing with your sexy time responsibilities and then set up your time schedule it make sure that like like dr m said and i love that make sure that you've got the space for it but the space for me starts with mental space have you prepared that mm. person mentally for what's coming and how do you prepare that person mentally for what's coming and then making sure that there's a bit of a build-up so that the foreplay is already done because i swear if i come home from work and somebody slaps me on the ass i'm liable to punch them. Want to leave your teeth, honey? Tap Miss Kai on the ass no, <laughs> without consent. Like, let's see if they survive that. Um, and I've got a big freezer, so we can also hide them afterwards. Um, but it's really important that you, you know, you create that little bit of intimacy, not that it emotionally bleeds throughout your whole day and that's all you focus on, but so that you've got something to look forward to on that secret email address. So you're almost having an affair with your husband or you're having an affair with your partner. It's sexy and it's interesting and that you're not taking the work, the work stuff and the responsibility stuff into the bedroom. So I think mentally, as you get a little bit older, just having a different container for the for your sexy time is really important um and then you know you the little they don't have to be big challenges little challenges for him little challenges for her buy her a new pair of panties and put them in her handbag and then send her a message when she's at work and tell her that they are there i promise you you're gonna get lucky that night like that would be far better than coming home and walloping her on the bottom um and i definitely or, think or that that Sorry, all yeah. the challenge could be take those panties off, put them in your handbag and let me smell them when you get home later, you know? Anything, but in the, I know, I, I don't know, he's got to do some work. I would like to know he went and bought those panties for me. Like that, I would like, that would, that would mentally, mentally that would mean that he like thought about this beforehand. If he just told me to take my panties off, he would be making me do the work. I need him to work a little bit. Like, like this is a two, two way street. I will take them off later and I will let them put them, let him smell them, but um, first he's got to go and buy them. I want to know he's put the effort in. I want to know that he's done, he's done the time you want to feel for me special. and he's thinking about me. So, yeah. so again, this is exactly coming back to, and, and this is exactly how every single episode of Lola's Lessons interlink with one another, because a lot of what we're discussing now and a lot of the um, tips that, that are coming up in conversation now, it's stuff that we discussed during our episode of um, sexting and stimulating, you know, and, and not being afraid of technology and using technology as a means of creating a safe space for foreplay, even ahead of getting home, right? even ahead of having to face your partner and see whether they're in the mood for you to be touching on their boobs or touching on their ass or giving a slap here and there and I don't mean a slap in the face I mean a slap on the bum just not if you miss Kay because I mean she'll knock your teeth out okay. as we just did <laughs> Dr. Emma I want to find out from you within an intimate relationship right do we take turns like tonight I feel, I'm feeling frisky and like it's my turn and then next week whenever it's time again then I mean I'm expecting you to next week 
Well, we need that. I mean, we're building up slowly, right? <laughs> not everyone, not everybody's hardly the hot one just yet. Um, do we take turns, Dr. M? In today's culture, do you find um, this within your within your practice when you are teaching people how to enhance their intimate relationships? Yes, you both need to take turns, and it shouldn't be turns. It's not about a turn. It's about validating your partner and what your partner means to you sexually, emotionally, spiritually. Um, so it, it should never be my turn, your turn, his turn. No, it should be I love you, and I want to share that sacred space with you, and I want our bodies to merge, our souls to merge. So we both need to be initiating it, maybe not at the same time, or at the same time, if it works out that way, great. But it should be more of validating your partner, acknowledging and letting them feel that you want them, you you crave them, you you, you want everything of their essence. So, yes. Don't I think, even take turns. Just do it all the time. I think it all, it all stems down to having a healthy balance within your intimate relationship, right? Because we all know that balance is so important. Balance in every single aspect of your life. I mean, if you want to be mind positive, then having a healthy balance within your day-to-day -day activities and within, you know, even your planning. And when I say planning, I mean future planning. Future planning can be daily planning, weekly planning, monthly planning, or even planning to have sex with your partner this evening. It all comes down to having a healthy balance. So if you have a, a healthy, um, respectful, uh, consent-driven and accountability-driven balance in your intimate relationship, then making turns to initiate sex, and I don't mean making turns like tonight, my turn tomorrow needs to be your turn, um, but having a balance in the sense of both you and your partner equally initiate sex whenever the, uh, the need arises is very, very yes. important. Yes, because you're also validating your partner. You're also um, allowing them to understand how you feel about them, that they're not an object. They, mm. they are far more than that. Mm. And my dogs agree with me. I think it also stems down to, and especially in today's culture, right? Today's culture, we are, we have moved away from this whole, um, perception of the male needs to be absolutely at the head of the household and he needs to be doing everything, initiating everything, paying for right. everything. We've moved away from that, right? It's all about equality and, um, again, creating balance within your intimate relationship. So when it comes to, you know, your sexual intimate relationship and initiating sex, as a female, for instance, you can't always be expecting, you know, your man to initiate sex. I mean, honey, put on your big girl bloody panties. It's very, very seldom that a man's going to turn you down for sex. Let's be honest. But in, like, the small percentile that you do get rejected, move on and try again tomorrow night. You need to initiate sex as well. It's not so only I, the man's responsibility. I agree. You might want to look at those panties if you're getting turned down. You might want to. You might want to take them off. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I'll post them to you, Miss Kay, as my 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 festive gift to you. How's that? Listen, men also have bad days. Men also have. Uh, that's what I wanted to say. Yes, they also have problems, and they also feel or need to feel. Um, Kid and nurtured and wanted. 
Yes, so we, we it's not just that the man will turn you down. If he does turn you down, the probability is really big that he's had a really bad day at work. Yes. Something major is happening that he perhaps because of socialization, um, not able to communicate it straight away. He needs to get it through his ego and his mm-hmm. um, own psyche before he can communicate it. So, yeah, no, it should never only be up to the man. A, a relationship has to be from both sides. Correct. I wanted to just add to that as well, Dr. M. So, like, I've been rejected several times in, in not my necessarily my relationship with my husband, but my relationships overall. And it's not because I've been rejected, because I'm horny all the time, guys. I mean, really, that's my life. But I, my sex drive is much higher than a lot of other people's. So if somebody, if somebody's like, no, I'm not in the mood, I'm like, okay, that's okay. Because there's obviously, men have different, um, requirements. A man needs to get hard. A woman has a hole. Let's be honest. Like, if a man's mental state is not there, then, and he can't perform, then there's reasons for it. And a woman needs to also understand, you, you can't, he can't just like stand on, on, on parade all the time, you know? There needs to be some sort of stimulation that goes into it as well. So a woman can't just like sit back and go, oh, well, you know, I gotta please my husband, I'm gonna put my hand on his cock and it's just gonna get hot. It doesn't work like that. There needs to, it needs to come from both sides. It's not just, the man enticing the woman and going, oh, baby, 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 let's go for dinner. Let me treat you tonight. No, the woman needs to do something special for the man as well. So if we want to, if we want to advocate for equality, let's do that. Let's advocate for sex positivity and sex equality. If there's a, if you're in a relationship, you guys should be in it 100%, each of you, not 50-50, 100-100. You want that as much as he wants that, then you need to be able to be as a woman, as willing to provide whatever it is that that person needs. So some men are more sensitive than others. You know, they need a little bit of a build-up. They can't just like bend me over the counter and baby, let's do it. You need that build-up. So it's not just from the woman's side, it's from the man's side as well. And I think a lot of women don't actually realize that it takes more than just going, hey, baby, you want to bend me over the counter, you know. Um, it, it it sometimes for guys it's actually a very mental thing. You a man wants to, to feel validated too. A man wants well, to feel appreciated, honoured, respected, because that shit's important as well. And that's exactly what we spoke about in last week's episode, right? Exactly. When when uh, when men struggle with their libido or their sex drive, it's important to be mindful of that and take that into consideration. And then if you know your man struggling with libido or sex drive, be be mindful be and cognitive. Be mindful. Exactly. That you are going to possibly face rejection and that is okay. It doesn't mean he loves you any less. It just means try again later. It's not the end of the damn world. Or send him something, send him a picture of something you'd like to do. So I find, I find actually, so, um, you know, we were speaking about this a little bit earlier as well, but like you, you can, you can entice in different ways. So yes, have a different email address, you know, the, we, we call it, um, life gets in the way. So sometimes your sex drive like lowers because life in general gets in the way, right? Mm-hmm. So now you create this other platform, which, um, Ms. K mentioned earlier, you have this email address or for, for my case, it'll be a Twitter account and the two of you chat naughty in the Twitter account. But send your person pictures, not of you necessarily. Send a picture of something you'd like to do to that person. Mm-hmm. Send a picture of something you think is sexy. You know, open up that oh, door of communication. communication. 
Ms. Kai? I love that. And I, I love the idea that you're sharing these fantasies because these yes. two start putting light through our heads and we think about them, but we don't share them. And it's so hard to verbalize the fantasy. And so, I mean, even if you have to, even if you have to say, like, like I heard this fantasy from a friend in inverted commas and then say, and then type it out or send him a clip from Pornhub or send him probably not the best, um, my life. Okay. Clip from Twitter. There we go. We found something that's PG, we'll use yes. the Twitter clip. Um, but, you know, send them a clip of something. And then that opens the door to communicate. And, you know, you can say, well, what did you think of this? Like, um, you can even stage it as a joke. You know, you're like, like I saw this. Like, just open the door for the fantasy. Because these deep dark puddings, we all have them. We all, And it's okay to have them, but we're so n- nervous about sharing them. Then get into the, the the physical, the new relationship energy runs out and we're not fulfilled because we're not sharing what we really, really deep down inside want. And I guarantee you 90% of the fantasy that you share, you're not going to get um, happening in the bedroom, but at least it opens the door to be more realistic about the communication. And, I, and sharing your fantasy is hard. Like the guys that come and see me, I advise them to talk their fantasies through aloud in the car while they're driving so that they've verbalized it once before they speak it to a real human being so at least it comes out in actual sentences and not like floods of bits of words that sound really crude like practice it this is a skill guys and the problem is you don't have anyone to share these skills with so speak to the passenger seat or your steering wheel or the guy at the robot and share the fantasy out loud because then sharing it out loud when you start to verbalize it you start to decide if you really want to go there or not and then you can then put it in the email or the twitter account or whatever or send her a clip of something and suggest it but it opens the door for communication and that's also about taking the initiative to put the work back into making sex um part of your your everyday routine because when that new relationship energy runs out this is work and if you're not putting the work in it doesn't happen and both and i love what dr m said both parties have got to put the work in she's got to share her fantasy he's got to share his fantasies and you guys have got to align somewhere in the middle but you know what happens when you're sharing your fantasies even whether you do if you're doing it as a joke or a little clip or something you are inadvertently asking consent you are finding very subtle ways of getting consent so if your fantasy is to be um, bathed in body chocolate and your partner to lick it all off you and you send him a clip of that and he goes oh yes we're doing this you have inadvertently received consent I absolutely love that. And I think that is very, very important. But so we've spoken a lot. I'd like to to be clear. I'd like. Sorry, Ms. Kay, we, we lost you there. What did you say? Sorry, Lola. I'd like consent to be clearer. And I, I think, I think that, I think that. I said, I'd like consent to be clearer though. Like it opens the door to speak about it for consent, but I think, I think we need to in this day and age be clear about asking for consent because it might not be a fantasy about body chocolate. It might be about an elephant sized dildo on a strap on. <laughs> um, and he might say, Oh, that looks hot. And you take that as consent. And when you've 
when you end up in the situation with elephant size strap on in between you guys, you know, you could have a negative result. So I, I, think, I think it opens <laughs> the door for consent, but I, I think it opens the door for consent, but I don't think it is consent. I think you need to make sure that you have explicit consent, especially when it comes to doing kinky stuff with your partner and bringing in new stuff, getting explicit consent. With, that's why the writing platform is so good for me because you can get explicit consent. You can say, you know, you can open the door for consent where he says, Oh, that looks cool. But, that looks cool is not him saying yes. He, you can then say, so can we do it with a um, very medium-sized ca- carrot-sized strap-on first to try it, baby? Are you happy with that? Is this you giving me consent to go out and buy a strap-on? Like you can use it as an open for communication, but I don't think it is consent on its own. Or, or you know, I like your ethic like- there, Miss Kay. I like your ethic there, and it does make sense. I like your ethic. I was, yes. going to, I was just going to add to that, Ms. Kay. You could also, like, tell them to go buy the strap-on because if they buy the strap-on that's the right size for them that they're comfortable with, then... Mm. You cannot send a man to buy a strap-on. I just want to put this, like, flat on oh, the no, table. Oh, no, listen, I've, I've done it several times. No, because they're going to go, they're going to walk in there and they're going to literally, they're going to be too embarrassed to ask for the little one. No, it's not true. No, babes, I've had my guys go buy their strap-ons. Like, I don't, I I would go online and I would choose it. Like, I I don't have, I have trust issues with men buying (laughs) strap-ons. On the page, that's never going to work for them. Like, they they just, their eyes are bigger than their tummies most of the time. So No, but you you need to do scripting. So that's a conversation for another day. Okay, so we've spoken a lot about initiating sex and um and like um capitalizing on technology and starting the initiation process earlier on during the day, right? But what happens spur of the moment? Like my man and I are sitting on the couch like it's a Wednesday night. We have just finished listening to Miss Kay and um Lola's lessons. Um like Miss Kay and Lola's uh, episode on kinky classes and we now want to get a little bit frisky because we're feeling the heat of the moment. What happens if I just want to like rip my man's clothes off and then initiate sex like that? How do I start that process? Exactly like that. Yeah, but how long do you know him? If this yeah, is a new relationship... If it's a new relationship, I would definitely be asking the questions. I wouldn't just be assuming that he would be okay with it. 100%. Yeah, but if it's a relationship that's established and you understand each other's body language, body cues, um, libido, etc., and you feel that you want to rip his clothes off and absolutely go to town on him, go for it. Go for it. I mean, it's an established relationship. You know what your boundaries are between you. At least you should. You should never yeah. be attempting something without the necessary consent. So go for it. If that's what makes your socks pink, go for it. I think in an established relationship, you've established that your partner can use the no and that you trust your partner's no. I think trusting your partner's no in an established relationship is incredibly important and that is why we start with so much explicit consent in the beginning. I still think Mm. it's freaking hot to say, baby, lie down, bitch. I'm about to rip your clothes off. Like, that's still super hot for me. Yeah, I like... It doesn't always only have to come from one place or one person. And we've got the Dr. M live again. 
Sorry, guys. It seems like we were cut off. That was Podbean itself. I don't know exactly why that happened. I apologize for it. Maybe it was too long. Sorry, guys. We talk a lot. Yeah, that was possibly too long. I actually think that was one of our longest um, episodes to date. So before um, we got cut off, Dr. M was still busy speaking to us. Dr. M, would you like to continue where you left off? Sorry, love. Sorry about that. It must have been a, like an extended, you know, um, podcast. Mm. Dr. Emma, um, are you there with we? us? There we go. Yeah. I am. Where were we? When it was cut off, where were we? Because now I'm busy asking what happened. <laughs> we, were we were speaking about um, that in, when when it's like spur of the moment kind of initiation. Oh, yes. So, like we said, if it is an established relationship, then go for it because you know each other. And I love what Miss um, Kay said because you understand and you trust your partner. Trust is... It's it's imperative in a relationship, and you certainly won't be wanting to initiate or engage in sex if you don't trust your partner. For starters, mm. if it's a if it's a newish relationship, really you should have the discussion and understand the boundaries because not everybody is into kink, not everybody is into long romantic walks on the beach, not everybody is into some form of food source being used as a sex aid. You know, so um, Good yes. Point. And if it's a new relationship, definitely get that hard discussion under the belt and then you can take take it forward from there. And in an established relationship, look, I like spontaneity. It is nice to be able to just sort of express to your husband how you feel without having to say, may I, can I, will I, mm. nothing. I'm going to, I want to. Established. I know my partner for years. I trust him explicitly. I've had kids with him. I've had the whole toot with him. And I want you. I, I'm not going to ask. I want you. And I want you to know that I want you. And I'm just just going to be with you in all this amazing sacred space. Mm. Also, I mean, for oh, those... Yeah. For, sorry. For those... <laughs> sorry. And I after you all... Sorry, love. There's something else like I um, I tried this early on in my early relationships. Um, I went and got one of these like games that you play, right? And then it tells you what the next step is and what you should do. Like, for example, early on, this is like early, 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 early Holly Valencia days, right? The Hot Rossi Day days. I went and got this game and it was absolutely amazing. It was so incredible because what we did is we learned each other through the game. So the game said... I want you to tell your partner something intimate about you or I want you to tell your partner or show your partner where's the best place to touch you. I want you, like you roll the dice and it puts it on a thing and then you go. I love those. I know exactly what you're talking about. I actually love those. For me, I've only ever played it once with one person, but for me, that experience, it still resonates with me. And I go, wow, I learned so much in that one experience with my partner. It was new, new, new partner vibes. Learned so much with my partner. Knowing, okay, so the next thing they said, I want you to look deeply in each other's eyes and just look for a minute. And I was like, I don't want to fucking do that. But I was like, okay, well, the, the game told me to do it. And I did it. And I started to cry. It was like so deep and meaningful and special. So guys, like, if there's people out there who, who are really struggling with their relationship and intimacy, put some time aside and buy one of those games. Because I'm telling you, it is 
powerful. It really was a really special, beautiful thing. And this is me in my like vanilla years, you know. So having that connection, I was never vanilla, but anyway, but this is kind of vanilla. Having that connection with that person and growing from that like little game, it was so special. So if you, if you're struggling, like go buy a game, guys. Go sit with each other, legs crossed, looking at each other and let the game tell you, okay, ask your person, Where's the best place to touch them? Yes, you don't even have. I absolutely love that. That's a very good point. You don't even have to buy a game though. You can. You, we but play the yes no online. game. No, but the, there's a. We play the yes no game. So you sit across from your partner, and for the first minute, you're only allowed to say no to every ask. Um, can I? Um, I can only think of really dark, dirty things to yeah, ask. Okay. Can I give you a back massage? Can, and he can say yes. Can I, and I can only say no. So he asks me all of these questions for a minute and I say no to everything. And Why? that does two things. It, it, it allows him to hear my no for a whole two minutes. It allows me to use my no for a whole two minutes. So I get to practice no, which is a frigging good skill to have. Then we change it up and we swap oh, around I and I do the same thing. I do the same thing back to him. But it also, because I know the answer is no, I can go through every hot fantasy in my head with no oh, consequences. So I can I ask it. him, baby, can we have a threesome? Can I dress you up as a sissy? Can I put some heels on you? And he can only answer no. So I'm not worried about his reaction to it. I know what his reaction is going to be. I have no expectation. Then we do the, then we do the yes, no game where we, he then I can say yes or no. I'm a little bit more careful with what I ask, like I don't offer him a million dollars. Um, you know, I don't offer to do the dishes for an entire year. Um, <laughs> and I can do serious, I can do serious stuff, but, but in doing this, it disconnects us for those, those four minutes and it allows me to see his yeses, see his body's response to a yes. It allows me to see his nose. It allows me to see his body's response to a no. It allows me to see what a hell yes looks like and what a hell no looks oh, like. Yeah. yeah. So it, I'm starting to, I'm starting to really just create this, the, the cubic depth of our, of our relationship a bit more. And I'm, I'm also allowed to, in the, in the, the minute that he's only allowed to say no, I'm allowed to make mistakes with no consequences. I'm allowed to put myself out there and you can see, you can see when somebody says no, but they mean hell yes. Like you can pick that up immediately. Like, you know, like if I said to you, Lola, do you want a million rand from me right now? And you can only say no. I bet you your whole body's screaming yes for that answer. So when I read it, I mean, Miss Kay, if you want to practice these questions, right, you can always practice them on Lola. I'm like, I'm putting my hand out. I'm putting it out there into the universe. May the universe do with it what it may. But yeah, I mean, yeah, my yeah, answer will always be yes when it comes to do you yeah, want a million dollars. It's so it's so important to understand what these things look like in your partner and have this and have this base and also it also gives you the freedom to 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 explore with no consequences and you don't need to go and spend money and 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 then the same thing we do um put the partner on a massage bed and you start to touch them and every every ten seconds they've got to check in with you and they've got to give you an answer so it can be a, a, I we do the the traffic lights so they've yeah. got to either give me green they've either got to give me orange or they've got to give me red. We play this game for five minutes. Five minutes is an eternity the first time you play this game. And you move your hands all the way up and down the body, and they're giving you automatic feedback. They're telling you green. 
green, oh, greener, greener, very green. <laughs> and they carry on like that and you're getting more excited, but you're also, you're also learning what zones work, what zones don't work, what he doesn't. Cause I mean, the second I go near his feet, he's screaming orange. I know that's not a good one. You know, if I, if I, or if you I actually, my thumb, you, he might scream red, you know, or green. He you wouldn't know, be my a, boy. He wouldn't be my boyfriend if he screamed red when I went near his bum. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> so so I've, I've learned a lot out of this evening's episode. One of them being that Miss Kitten loves a boy's bum. I also want to speak to the listeners about something called subtle indications of being ready, willing, and open to possibly initiating an intimate moment. Because subtle indications also work whether you've got a long-term relationship, whether you're new, hot, and like ready and still learning things about your partner, even when you're still learning things about yourself. Subtle indications can be a great way to initiate sex within your within your partnership or within the person that you're sharing um, an evening or a day with. And it's an easy way to avoid rejection, as I said earlier. Subtle indications can range from what you're wearing to, um, I mean, how you twill your hair. I know Holly, the hot wife, always likes to take the piss out of Layla for, like, twilling her hair. That's actually Oh, just, listen, this girl looks like she wants sex all the time, hey? When I'm watching her on cam, she's like, oh, <laughs> and that's like, oh I'm all the time. I think this podcast turn it on. That's actually just the habit of mine. <laughs> but I mean, um, I, it can look like anything. You've got to find out what that looks like for yourself and what that looks and like in your partner. Yes, but you can only um, find that absolute honest ground if you have open communication between you and, and your partner. Dr. M, can you speak to us about subtle indications? There's lots. Body cues are subtle in all forms and way, and also your voice. Um, something Miss Kay was saying about playing the game and only being allowed to say no. So in therapy, we have the communicator, and the communicator requires that each partner um, keeps quiet while you're the partner is telling you something. You're not allowed to interrupt. You're not allowed to anything. You've just really got to listen. And one of the indicators or a subtle indicator is the way that the voice stresses when you are saying something. Oh, so, I love that. More green, more green. Oh, yeah. Oh, so green. Oh, yeah. Okay. So there, it's, your voice is very subtle. Also, your body language. The more you lean in towards a person, the more you are indicating that I am interested, I am engaging. I am I'm listening very Yes. The minute they start pulling back, then you understand with the body language, no. You hear in also the way mannerisms or the way people um, have or project themselves in their mannerisms. For instance, women tend to giggle. When you're interested in someone, you tend to giggle and you expose your neck. That's just the way women are. Men tend to stand very square to make themselves big and intimidating because that's the masculine. You know, yeah, that's mm, the masculine. Absolutely, that's so yes, true. The, the big werewolf. So those are also very much telltale signs. Also watch the eyes, watch the pupils, how they dilate or constrict because that also gives a mood of a lot of information away. 
Also watch the way the hands are working. So a person that's excited and engaged, their hands will draw you in. But if those hands are crossed around your chest and locked, um, it, it's a clear indication of no. Whatever Very unapproachable, say, yes. Yes, and of course, if the hands are around your neck choking you, I think that's a oh, very no. clear no. That's a very clear no. Well, I mean, in Miss Kitson's world, that can be a how fucking yes, baby, give me more. Okay. <laughs> Absolutely. Another subtle um, thing that people do, especially when they're interested in one another, when there's a chemistry, it's these seemingly random touches of the shoulder or the arm or the brushing away the of the, the leg. Leg. Yes, yes. Yes, and crossing the legs. Women, you know, it's like this um, Sharon Stone, you know, kind of thing. Um, very subtle, but very there. That You can't miss it. It just is. Also, yeah. very sexy and super arousing. I mean... Also, something that slightly concerns me is if somebody has a voice like Miss Kitten has, right? And earlier, well, just now, Dr. M was speaking about your tone of voice and how you, you know, express yourself when you're speaking to your partner. If somebody has a voice like Miss Kitten's, that is super low and sexy and just sounds like a sex chat, um, you know, uh, what is it, a sex chat chatter on the other side of the phone, then you're going to have a problem deciding whether this person is a green for initiating sex or a red for initiating sex. Um, Miss Kitten, going back to you, what in your world would you see as something like a subtle indicator for sex? Darling, I don't think there's anything subtle about me, and I don't like to oh, guess. That. Like, That's what I love I about you. I don't oh. want to guess. Crunchy, I'm too fiery old red. Old. Goodness I'm gracious. <laughs> I'm too old to guess, lols. Like, I, like, I want clear and clear is kind. Like, I want to know this is really going to happen. So for me, half the kink is the planning. Um, and half the kink is knowing that we've set this up. We've covered all the bases. We've got all the information. Um, and I've gone to my negotiation or my collaboration stage. Um, you know, my, my plays include a lot more than penetrative sex. So, you know, I'm not looking, I'm not looking to shove something in a hole. I'm looking for an entire experience. I want to play with mm. all the biochemistry. I want to play with your adrenaline. I want to play with your endorphins. I want to play with everything in a session. So for me, that is more important than the actual, um, than actual pe penetrating anything. Like, an, unless I'm doing the penetrating, then it's very hot. Um, but you know, so I, I want, and the negotiation is one of my kinks. And the more I can negotiate, the more information that I can come to the party with, the better it is for me. So, um, yeah, there's nothing subtle in my life. And I, I don't pick subtle partners either. If you can't tell me you want to be pegged, we're not going to work together. Because, you know, j dropping subtle hints isn't going to work. It's the same as if, you know... Exactly. Yeah, I, 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 that, you know, you can, you can drop it as a joke or you can, you can leave a coffee book on the table or you can do what I do and buy four meat hooks and hang them in the kitchen and, you know, hint to the partner that he's going to get hooked next weekend and this is what's going to happen. Um, so there, there, there are different ways of laying stuff, but my, nothing in my life very subtle lols. Like I, if I want something, I ask for it. And I think, I think being direct is, being clear is kind for me. So unfortunately, that's just the way I hang. So there goes Lola's chances with Miss Kate. Damn it. No, no. I had high hopes. 
clear lines. All you have to say is this no, is what I you want, and then I'll look at it and tell you how to negotiate it, and we'll we'll come to an answer. But yeah, I I I just think because of because of the way we play, it's just it involves it involves just more than than a simple sexy session, um, and the risk is higher, and because there's a there's more risk involved, consent just becomes hugely more important. Because and of part of consent is informed consent, knowing what you're, you're going to do, how you're going to do it, how long you're going to do it for. And those things are super sexy because when you can do all of the things that you've discussed and you get it right, the session's just amazing. Yeah, I, I agree with you 100%. Like, I also find, like, in my sessions as well, so my sessions are generally somewhat shorter because I get quite bored in the foreplay, I'll be honest. Um, I'm just like, you know, I want a bit more. Um, but I like to know, I like to know the person's enjoying it. I want to know the person's liking it. I love the like, mm, mm. So we don't have the, we don't do the robot, but like, now I'm kind of thinking, you know, oh, traffic light, sorry, because we have international listeners. Um, the traffic light. So, you know, I, I, I like that. So I think I'm going to take that on board, actually. I like that. You know what we need to keep in mind is that different folks, different strokes. Correct. Mm, not so everyone. Yeah, not everyone is into the heavy kink. Some people might feel uh, frightened, um, intimidated, exactly. yeah. a whole lot of things. So for someone like Miss K, that's amazing. That for me as an um, academic, I want informed consent and everything. I'm actually a pain in the backside when it comes to it because we need to know exactly where we're getting it, how we're getting it, who the participants are, um, how long the interview is going to be, and, and we can go down the list. But on the other side, you get the people that are more, I'm going to call it vanilla sex. Um, they want more of the romance. They want more of the mystery, the, the, the fantasy that goes around it. And that's okay. It's okay to be different because if we were all the same, I think this planet would be so boring. But because we're different, we create magic in everything that we do, touch, see, feel, and talk about. Fantasy I think that's absolutely gorgeous. Yeah, I think that's absolutely, absolutely spot on. And I think the, fan the fantasy is just translated differently. Like the fantasy for me, it's translated through a spreadsheet that may, that I've ticked all my boxes. That's like, I think a spreadsheet is probably bigger, bigger, the biggest fantasy out of my whole lot. I think it's probably one of my favorite kinks is an organizational kink. And I'm sure that's where it all relates to. But you know, that's my foreplay. That's what foreplay looks like to me. And that's cool. Like that doesn't, that probably like it means that I'm half the, half the people listening aren't going to, aren't going to want to do that. That's great because there are another half the people that will match with oh, them. Wow. So, you no, I, I definitely think there's different ways to do it, and I definitely think foreplay looks different. But in everybody's answer, we all had something that represented foreplay for us, and we all had something that represented setting the mood, setting the space, um, identifying how it, you know, how the thing was going to go down. Um, and and that's that I think is the take home for me on the whole thing is that the, the, doing the work. For everybody, there's a, there's a work process. Our processes look different, but there's still a job to be done by both parties. 
So this evening's episode, listeners, was on initiating sex and how to overcome the fear of being rejected and how to navigate consent and building a framework within your intimate relationship where you can feel comfortable to start off an intimate moment with your partner. I was joined this evening by my hotty hot wife co-host Holly Valencia as well as our resident fantastic fabulous Beautiful, gorgeous Dr. M and Lola's new partner in crime, Miss K or Miss Kitten, all the way from Cape Town. Thank you to my guests this evening. Also, thank you, Holes, for eventually joining us. I'm so grateful that I didn't have to navigate this extremely large episode on my own. It's time, lustful listeners, unfortunately, to end this evening's show. Um, before I do so, I'd like to ask Mr. Oh, Miss, uh, Dr. M and Miss Kitten if they've got any final words before I do um, the, the end of the show off. Dr. Yes. M? Yes, I would like to tell the listeners, you know, sex is such a sacred space between two people. Don't be afraid to not only communicate and communicate clearly, but don't be afraid to express it, whether you're a man or a woman. Don't be afraid to express it because a moment lost is a moment you will never get back in time. So go for it. Be sacred between the two people. Be intimate. Sex is very powerful and it's there to be enjoyed. I agree. Miss Kay, anything from you? I'm going to add that consent is super sexy and um, playing with consent um, empowers your relationships and builds intimacy like nothing else. So starting with explicit consent and working consent into um, everyday vanilla relationships, practicing it, becoming good at it, making it a skill, um, gives you freaking kick-ass skills in the bedroom. Um, and I think that we can all be very green if we try a little bit harder. Can I have one last thing to say? Wait, in fact, I'm going to say one last thing. Uh, so consent for you is um, obviously the person saying green, green, green. Consent for me, I've never had a sexual encounter with anyone who hasn't signed a contract with me saying that they actually want to engage with me. So I've got contracts with people on every level, and it's not because I need them is because I feel if someone's going to come into my space and they want to be part of my life, I want them to explicitly say it in a contractual basis and say, you know what, Holly, I fucking want you and this is what I want. So we put all the all the contracts are based on whatever what they, they, their likes and wants and needs are. And you know, sometimes there's addendums and they change. But having that having that contract in place, knowing that somebody's going to come into your space and they want to enjoy your space and they're comfortable in it. That, that and I know for, you know, the vanilla world, this might be like a complete, like, oh my gosh. But I, that's how I operate. I want people to want to be in my space and to explicitly say, this is what I want, this is what I don't want, this is what I'm comfortable with, this is what I'm not com- comfortable with. And if there's addendums to those contracts, that's amazing as well. But it's important for me because then I know what my capabilities or my permissions are or what consent I've been given with each of those parties. I love that, Holt. So, I really I really love that because it also means that they have a clear list of your boundaries and that they're agreeing to your boundaries. Front. So that's awesome. That so I, 
Yeah, it's My very opinion. big for me. Like I won't, I won't engage with someone who hasn't signed a contract. Because and that that hits my admin kink like that. Like oh, I'm such, I've admin kink. Admin kink yeah, as well. I love it. <laughs> See, that's yeah. why I won't do bloody negotiations because I don't I don't like admin. I've never liked admin. I hate <laughs> doing fucking admin. That's why I've got somebody beautiful like Miss KB Kinky Bunny doing Lola's lessons admin <laughs> on behalf of me. Right. <laughs> On that note, loyal, lustful listeners, I absolutely love the lot of you. We know this. If you guys enjoyed the sound of Hot Miss Kitten's voice this evening, please be sure to join us next year, 2024, on the 17th of January at 9 p.m. It's a Wednesday evening for something that uh, myself and Miss Kay have collabed on. I've made about business partner because Lola's clever like that. All of the intelligent ones I just reap up, right? And I put them in my pockets and I keep them for myself. Also the hot ones. I mean, have you seen the looks of Miss Kay? Anyway, we've created something called uh, Kinky Classes and that's going to be for the guys that want to explore the BDSM side of your intimate relationships. How do we navigate these um, dangerous, treacherous, like rocky road within our intimate relationships and how do we explore them safely, sanely and with consent? Nobody better to explain this to you and to give you guys the best amount of adequate tip, tips and um, lessons that other than Miss Kay herself. So Ms. join Kay us. Miss Kay amazing. Girl, you are absolutely fabulous. And it's been so nice to have you on tonight. It's You are like fucking rocking. I just want to say that. So it's been really good to have you. Obviously, we've had Dr. M before, and you know how much I love you. But Miss Kay, thank you so much for joining us this evening. You really are superb. So to our, to our listeners that are left, I mean, I see the big German just came in and said, Lola, serve. I don't know who you are, but serve to you too. And um, Lola's life, serve only means serve and not hi, how are you? But hi, I'm fine, <laughs> thanks. I hope you're doing good too. Uh, P.S. You missed half of the show and you're a little bit late. Next time, join in a little bit earlier. <laughs> this evening was the second last episode in semester two of Lola's lessons. We do have a semester three plan. It's already done, it's already dusted, and it's already ready for airing. It's going to be airing January 2024. Please keep an eye out on all of my social media so that you guys can have the dates. Um, <laughs> Miss Kitten says, do you have a pen? <laughs> we need to explain to the listeners one day what do you have a pen means. I absolutely love that phrase. Next week, we are ending the season on a high note because we are also going to be dropping a bombshell, which I've already done this evening, but it was supposed to happen next week, that we are going to be exploring new shows within the new year, uh, but the next week's episode is going to be filtered around the, self- the selfless life of a stag, and we've got extremely exciting guests, the likes of Mr. Valencia himself. I mean, for those loyal, lustful listeners that have been with us within season two, I'm sure you guys have a shitload of questions for Mr. Valencia because I know I sure do have. Along with Mr. Valencia, Lola's favorite couple from season one, Twosome for Fun, will be joining us live on air as well. Also, they're going to Love be... Love them. 
With Lola in studio, it's going to be an exciting episode. We're going to have loads of fun. Also, it's like the climax of the episode, and we are going to get to the climax of having sex itself and being a stag and what that means for your intimate relationship. We're also going to be giving you guys a little bit more information about the new year and all of the new shows. But let's not get ahead of ourselves. I'd like to end off this evening's show by um, mentioning our endorsement site. As always, Lola's favorite friends at the COF for the Council of Fantasy. Look, guys, if you aren't in our community yet, where the fuck have you been listening? Where the fuck have you been living? Get up, get your phone, and get on that damn website. Create yourself a profile. Come and join us at the COF. Yes, ma'am. I'm waiting. What did you want to say? I just said do it. I, I do, do it. it. I heard wait, not do it. <laughs> Lola's favorite friends at the COF, the Council of Fantasy. The Council of Fantasy is a lifestyle orientated community. We cater for everything from BDSM. You'll find Miss Kitten in the community. She runs the um, group for women empowerment. She's also very active on the education group, which is Lola's favorite group. I mean, the amount of knowledge that you can get on that um, WhatsApp community is absolutely, you cannot put a price on it, right? So come and join us at the COF. We do everything from BDSM, lifestyle, and everybody that is interested in sex positivity, body positivity, mind positivity, being fucking positive is all the COF is about. We also don't shame. The only shame we shame is shame itself, right? Absolutely all-inclusive. Pink, white, black, blue, any color of the rainbow is included. Any male, female, I mean transgender, LGBTQ community, come on over and come and make friends within the COF. The CIF also has a raffle running at the moment. All of the proceeds will be going to FORA. Look at Lola now. I've learned after the first two fuck-ups. Right? Well done. The FORA, Friends of Rescue Animals South Africa. Um, we're doing a raffle. Within this raffle, I mean, buy a ticket from Miss Kinky Bunny or Miss KB. You guys can find her on most social media. Or you guys can contact her on 073-239-8745. Within this hamper that you guys stand a chance of winning plus two seven on the front because it's south africa yes but you can't win this um you can't win this package if you're not um this is only for south africans unfortunately also it's not for any admins of the cif okay if you guys are looking to enter don't enter because later will be taking your money and buying myself mcdonald's what is up for grabs within this hamper um, from Casey Kink, a G-spot or clip masturbation massage sex toy from Lola's Lessons, an episode feature in Season 3. Yes, I'm going to put you guys on the spot. I'm going to make you famous. Come and join us on Lola's Lessons. From Kinky Candles, sensual wax play candles from Kinky Bunny. Two sponsored tickets to a rope workshop from um, the pink Cookie Saurus, a voucher for some freshly baked cookies. I still want to know where my fucking cookies are, especially if they're shortbread. I, mean, I know where your cookie is. Oh my gosh, listen, what life. <laughs> From Miss Hyde, um, a bunny or kitten massage, um, sorry, a bunny or kitten mask of your choice. From Play With Me, Miss Carmen, one of my favorite blondes. A beautiful package of two lengths of rope with a bullet vibrator because if you put the vibrator on the rope, then that makes the whole rope vibrate and it actually resonates right throughout um, wherever you have been tied. And then from Kinky Owls, a precision 
Precision, precision genital flogger and a set of finger floggers. I've never seen finger floggers I've in my never life. Seen so I, I would love if somebody entered on behalf of me and won this voucher <laughs> for me. Just don't tell me. Can I enter? No, you can't. Yes, you can. Okay. Yes, you can. You are on, you are on the admin to go for it. The draw will yeah. take place on the 16th of December. That means you guys don't have a lot of time. And also our tickets are selling out fast, right? So buy your tickets. Go and enter. Also, I mean, give back. Right, give back because it's our duty. Give to the furry friends at the FORA Friends of Rescue Animals South Africa because they have no voices like Lola does and Lola's got a loud one. So let's advocate for these ones as well. Thank you very much for joining us this evening on air with Lola's lessons. We discussed initiating sex because sometimes that is very intimidating, right? I hope you are a lot learn to listen or two please join us next week same time same place and until then lola loves a lot of you good night and love goodbye. you bye good night bye are you interested in warming things up in the bedroom kinky candles blended wax play candles our candles are carefully designed and fragranced with an aphrodisiac to ensure your pleasure is taken to new temperatures. To get started with a drip, drop, splat or pour, give us a call. 079-461-6001 That's Kinky Candles on 079-461-6001 Sometimes we're looking for the more, but we just don't know what the more is. And then we come to play with me. Three words that mean play, toys, fun, games, cheekiness, with, intimacy, connection, relationships. And finally me, it starts with self, and that is something that Play With Me stands for. Play With Me is a place where you have an experience of all of those things. One complete cycle. You're welcome to pop in at our shop at the gantry in four ways, or find us at www.playwithme.co.za. If you're looking for that more, please get in touch. Views and opinions expressed in this program are those of the speakers and do not necessarily reflect the views or positions of any entities they represent or that of the program, its presenters, hosts, directors or other team members. This show is intended for audiences aged 23 and older. This production and its digital copies contain content of an adult nature. If you are easily offended or are under the age of 18, this show is not intended for you. Posts, pages and recordings within are intended for adults only and may include descriptions of scenes of sexual content, suggestive opinions, detailed discussions and graphic topics. Listener discretion is advised.